You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Prenke are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie, welcome to the Rebellion. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. This is our final episode covering the Star Wars Rebels episodes of Fool's Hope and Family Reunion and Farewell. I I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, what's going on, Mike? Wow, I tell you what, uh, bittersweet today. Yeah. Yep. Uh, last recording of Rebels. Uh, I to tell you what, I got it. Tons of questions answered. Um, yeah. Maybe one or two questions still left. Yeah. But uh, I tell you what, I just sum it up. A, a sat, for me, very satisfying conclusion yeah. to this series. And obviously, we're going to get into it totally. uh, in the next hour or so. But uh, yeah, 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 just really good. Like I said, we'll get into it. Um, I can't wait to ask some questions. And maybe you have some answers that I have questions <laughs> to. But we'll see. We'll see, man. A lot of. A lot of chatter going around the the old internets about what's yep. going to happen, and we'll get there. But uh, cool. So I guess our our plan was um, we're not going to do in the interest of time, uh, just yep. to make sure we don't go too crazy. Uh, we're going to skip any any news. Not a lot of news was coming out, but no. um, but just kinda, just Blu-ray hype, that. right? That's yeah. basically it. Um, uh, yeah. Deleted scene. Yeah. 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 I, the, that, I, I, I mean, that. You know, yeah, we can we can maybe hold off. And, and once the Blu-ray comes out, we'll yeah, actually, I think, maybe come back and talk about that stuff. Um, yeah. Good idea. Before we get into the final episodes um, right here at the beginning so that nobody, nobody misses it at the end of the episode. Um, I just want to let everybody in on our plans for the future. So um, this may be the final episode covering Star Wars Rebels, but. It is not our final episode. Um, we obviously rebranded as Rebel Cells um, back at the beginning of the season. Uh, and we did that for a reason because we are no longer just the Rebels podcast. Um, obviously, we've been covering uh, Freemaker Adventures for the last two years. And before that, we covered Clone Wars on uh, Frontline's The Clone Wars podcast. Um, it is. 2018, which is the 10-year anniversary of Star Wars The Clone Wars, um, and therefore also our 10th anniversary since I started podcasting 
um, uh, basically with the first Thunder Quack podcast long before it was uh, ever Thunder Quack, before that was even a thing. Um, and to celebrate... Uh, Matt and I are going to take a little trip back. We're going to, we're going to head into the void world and, uh, and travel backwards to the beginning of the clone wars. Matt did not come on until season two. Um, and so the whole first season, first of all, terrible audio quality, just the worst ever. If you go back and listen to those early episodes of clone wars front lines, I should say, um, terrible audio quality and i'm all by myself for the majority of the episodes i do have a couple of co-hosts that come in every so often um and that stuff like like I'm, i'll never take those down they're kind of up there uh, as as uh, uh, sort of the 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 mile markers of where we where we started and where we are now but since matt never got the chance to cover those episodes mm-hmm. i thought what better time than on our 10th anniversary to go back um, especially while we wait for whatever the next series is from Lucasfilm Animation. Um, and w- we're going to go back and we're going to cover all of season one of The Clone Wars. Um, <clears throat> we're going to be starting on May the 4th uh, with uh, with Ambush. And then it's, we're not going to do individual episodes. We're going to do them arc by arc. So um, the Malevolence Trilogy will do all as one episode. Um just so that we're not going for, you know, a full 23 or so uh, episodes. Just kind of condense it a little bit, kind of like we have with these last few episodes of Star Wars Rebels. Um, right. And because those stories are kind of complete, right? Each one of those three-parters and two-parters, they're complete stories. And now, you know, because we have the luxury of time and the, the fact that everything is out, we can go in and we can actually talk about them as complete stories, which I think will be a really cool thing to do 10 years later. Um, so, yeah, starting on May the 4th, we'll, we'll be talking about Ambush uh, going all the way up until uh, our, our official anniversary is August 5th. The last episode will be sometime around August 10th-ish, um, uh, sometime in that week of August 5th. Um, but, yeah, so uh, an episode every week. Um, covering the the first season of Clone Wars. So uh, hopefully you guys are excited for that. Hopefully you guys will go back on Netflix and you'll watch, uh, rewatch all these episodes of Clone Wars with us. And, um, and who knows, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll continue the, uh, the exercise if we, uh, if we find we like it and the gap between series is yeah. uh, significantly longer than, than we hope for. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that too, and and if you guys are listening, and, and it's going to be fun to go back, especially that first season, mm-hmm. and for me also to uh, to kind of rewatch that. And if you know you haven't jumped on board with Clone Wars, yeah. perfect time to do it. <clears throat> yes, to jump on with us and yeah, exactly, and all that. So good that's, stuff. Yeah, that's the other thing is that you know there are a lot of people who jumped in for Star Wars Rebels. We I I had a whole rant at I think was it Bob? I think it was at Bob last week saying that he hadn't watched Clone Wars um, and not understanding the Mortis gods and all of that. Well, here's your opportunity. We're going to crack that nut open and, uh, uh, and, and get in there. So I expect that all you Clone Wars, uh, not haters, but all you people who waited on it, you Clone Wars sleepers, let's call it. Um, yeah. It's time. It's time to get in there. 10 years later, go back mm-hmm. Um yeah, and let's let's relive it. We're gonna skip over the movie. 
Um, I yeah, don't, I don't right. think we necessarily need to go back and re-experience that at the moment. Um, maybe at some point Matt and I can go back and actually watch the movie or do an audio commentary or something like that. That to me is something that I would want to save for like, let's say we go to the next star Wars celebration. We're both at it. Like one of the nights you and I, and whoever else is with us, we just put the clone Wars movie on, we mute it and put on the subtitles and everybody just talks over it. Um, right. right. Uh, that, that to me, it's like, I would want to do like a commentary or something. And that's really hard to do remotely. Um, <clears throat> But uh, yeah, almost like adding a laugh track to the movie because the movies, <laughs> the movie yeah. is kind of the the weakest point in the series, other than that uh, that droid yeah. arc in season five. But um, yeah, I, so we're just gonna skip right over that and get right into the good stuff with ambush and and everything. Um, I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm I just because Star Wars Rebels is over doesn't yeah. mean um, that that you know we got to stop having fun right so no heck no i got some 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 ideas as well and we haven't talked about it yet but we'll talk about them later but yeah just going back and it's gonna be fun to go back to see yeah. go back to clone wars and see the obviously the yes. different style of animation and and the stories and all that so this yeah that should be that should be fun that and a bunch of other stuff to get us through uh like you said mike whatever the next thing is going to be and i think we have we might have some ideas on that in a little bit um i guess with that you ready to jump into this yeah let's do it all right we can do this together let's go rebels full-scale bombardment of the city hang on it's a bridge mine at last I know what we have to do now. One last lesson. All right, let's kick it off uh, with the Fool's Hope. And we start off with the Ghost crew. They head to Jupa Base to meet with some old friends. There they plan a mission to help Ezra liberate Lothal. But sensing that something has changed, Ezra believes they need to act immediately. So... Before we started, Mike, I, I mentioned like this first episode. We got an hour and a half of 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 rebels here to finish off the the uh, the uh, whole series. But yeah. this first one, man, it 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 just kind of jumps into this one quick story. So we'll we'll probably get through this pretty quick. But I just want to mention, like in the in the beginning here, I thought it was cool to see, like here's the first of all you get the ghost that lands on this atat it's yes. got the new landing gear. You know, it's got it. What the heck's going on? You know, Gregor Wolf's there. Uh, you got Rex. I mean, the whole like. It's a, it's a, like a who's who. Everybody's coming back, you know. You got Hondo, Ketsu, uh, you got, like I said, Gregor, a wolf. Um, again, everybody coming back. And, and as they talk about this, you get the force theme playing in the background. And as far as Ezra's mission isn't for the rebellion, his mission is for Ezra liberating his home. And I remember, like, I've, I've been on this theory now for a little while about this whole series is about. Lothal and Ezra mm-hmm. and liberating it. And that's kind of what we got here in this, in this finale. But yeah, uh, I just thought it was kind of cool to, to see everybody like this one last get together before we, we head out and, and we take it out. And even Rex, he talks about uh, following Jedi into, into battles many times before. And, and, and there's a couple of yeah. times in this series where in this, 
end that Rex talks about the old Jedi. And I thought just, oh, so great to see him talk about that. But uh, in the beginning, Mike, here we're just we're just kind of ramping up. We're getting everybody together. Uh, any thoughts on on where this thing starts out? Yeah, I mean, uh, I I love I uh, I love in these last three episodes um, how much new content is generated, how many new assets and things that we've never seen before that yeah. we will only ever see once. Seeing the 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 ATAT all kitted out uh, with the with the wolf symbols on it and all of the fishing gear and everything. Um, it's like, and we see it basically in an establishing shot and we're never going to see it again, um, yeah. <laughs> in star Wars rebels. Um, and I, and later on when we see those crimson guards come in and, uh, there's just, there's all this great stuff, uh, that is like, here you go. And, and then it's just gone and then it just disappears. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it they they very clearly spent a lot of time and put a lot of care into these last few moments with these characters and in this world. Um I I really feel like it the the last this night what is it 90 minutes? I 90, yeah. Yeah. It really does play as a movie. Um mm-hmm. it is it is sort yeah. of a self-contained story end to end. Um, obviously you need all of the context in order to get there, but, but it is a really, really well crafted story from start to finish. Um, Mm -hmm. I love that we skip over the idea that, um, that Hera somehow got off Lothal. Um, we don't need to see that. It wasn't necessary to get an episode about how she Mm -hmm. managed to escape Lothal and, and like get through the blockade or whatever. It's like, well, they're rebels. They, they got out, they're going to get back in all that stuff. Mm Um, and of course the highlight of all of this, it's great to see, uh, Wolf and Gregor again. Um, and Ketsu is there as well, but most importantly, Hondo (laughs) makes his triumphant return and has that great moment where they're kind of talking. Like you said, the, the thing about Rex saying is like, we'll follow the Jedi into battle one last time. Um, and then Hondo being like, like like for for Ezra, I'll do anything, and that is um, Dave Filoni yeah, talked about it a bit on the recon. That is yeah. Ezra's greatest gift, mm-hmm. um, and I think that goes all the way back to season one when the message goes out to everybody, and 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 Ezra starts the rebellion, the Rebel Alliance. Right? I mean, like it, if not for that message, I don't know that there's even as much unity as there is in rogue one. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that when Admiral Radis <clears throat> goes after rogue one goes after them to, to protect them and, 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 you know, give that distraction so that they can, so that they can get the plans. Um, I think that Admiral Radis is acting on the ideology that Ezra put out there. Right. Um, and, and I wonder how much of what happens on Lothal in these last few episodes makes it back to members of the rebellion via Hera and whoever else, um, and inspires them there as well. That like, Mm -hmm. that like, like what exactly what Ezra says towards the end of this, which is that like, if we can liberate Lothal, it'll show everybody that the empire can be defeated. Um, 
so they have to make this stand they can't give up and uh yeah i just i it 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 starts in such a great way though with with hondo and and the clones Mm -hmm. all sort of like safely out of the fight not part of the rebel alliance and yet all of them are like yeah i'll die for this kid like like Mm -hmm. no no question right and oh uh, yeah that that to me is 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 quite incredible um, yeah, it was great seeing Hondo. I, um, it, it, I don't know if I mentioned it, but obviously Callus is in there too. He's back yep, to yep. to lend some help here, and and even Ezra, he has his. I, I believe it in this beginning also. He has this vision of the Emperor sending Thrawn back. So they have this like, hey, yeah. it's time. It's, we, this is it's either now or never, and um, you know, so they got to get this thing going. Ket, now here, Ketsu, I did a little research, and Mike, you could probably help me out with this because I didn't watch Forces of Destiny, but apparently Ket, uh, Ketsu is a rebel now. Yep. which what they say is detailed in forces. Of, okay. So you can confirm that. Yeah. Yeah. She was okay. working with, with Sabine and Hera in an episode of forces of destiny and throughout like it was sort of by the end of that, um, she commits a little bit more. I mean like that kind of happened in star Wars rebels, the True, majority yeah. of that. And then we just kind of saw that, um, sort of come to fruition in an episode of forces of destiny. What we also saw in forces of destiny was uh, the shoulder pad that has the rebel logo on it. The rebel insignia that, that happens in forces of destiny. So I thought Mm -hmm. that was a really great touch um, to show the connectivity between those, that storytelling that um, Sabine Mm -hmm. painted that on her, her shoulder in, in an episode of forces of destiny and it carries through to star Wars rebels. So I thought that was great. Yeah. That was, that was a cool way to bring it back together. I saw that too. Good. Um, so, so we jump to, uh, governor price. Uh, she receives a, a communique from writer Azade and he agrees to betray the rebellion for full amnesty. And, and the thing with price is here, you can obviously tell she's getting nervous about like, okay, Thrawn's coming back. I need to do something because I am in some serious poodoo right here. You know, when he gets back, he's not going to be happy with what's going on. She's doing whatever she can. She thinks she has Ryder where she wants him, you know, give up the rebels and you get amnesty and basically, you know, we'll help you out. So one thing about this, both episodes, man, they had me guessing um, Hmm. a lot. They had me guessing. They had me thinking, wow, is this going to, and then it turns around and we'll get to some of those guesses that I had, but this is one of them where I'm like, oh man, I, I can't believe it. I, I, I could have sworn, like I'm thinking to myself as I'm watching it, like that damn Azadi, I knew that he was going to do that. You know, uh-huh. that's what I'm thinking at this point. I'm thinking, man, he does. Did you, he, he tricked you. Cause he did. I, yeah. I knew from moment one that, that he, this was Ezra's plan. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, okay. I, I just yeah. had that feeling. I was like, this is exactly, this is an Ezra plan start to finish if Kanan were yeah. there he'd be like i don't know i don't know about this like he'd be yeah. he'd definitely be questioning he's like well this is we've done crazier stuff before but yeah um, he, he actually tricks me i i was uh, here i'm on board actually with you where i'm thinking oh this is probably some kind of a ruse but it's just when we get to uh, just a few minutes here when we get to when they actually 
give up. I'm like, yeah. oh man, he really, you know, that's where they really got me going. Cause I'm like, oh man, they did it. I, I'm thinking, no, they're not going to do that. So, but, but again, like I said, we'll get there. Um, uh, but anyway, about price, like I said, she fears Thrawn, obviously that she's going to be executed for all her failures. So she's got to do something. She's got to catch these rebels to, to placate him as much as, as she mm-hmm. can. So, um, so following a writer's tip, the empire arrives, pummeling the rebels and a firefight, uh, erupts as price uh price seeks her victory so this is where we get the um i think this is just like a massive you know this whole but rest of the rest of the episode mike is just about uh this like battle they have here. it's a pretty crazy battle a, a couple of times i thought a couple of people were gonna were gonna die and that's the thing about this whole 90 minutes like I'm constantly on the edge, edge of my seat waiting for somebody seat. to go right yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah. I'm Absolutely. Just waiting, like, who's going? Oh, is it? Uh, oh, no, he's still alive. Okay, we're okay. So I did that a lot this episode. Um, but yeah, a huge, uh, huge fight erupts here. We'll kind of get into this uh, fight here in a second here. But I wanted to mention too, um, it kind of goes back and forth. Aboard the Ghost, Hondo advises that they have to wait outside a hyperspace lane uh, and latch onto an Imperial ship when one arrives. It's risky, but it'll get them past the Imperial blockade, and it works. So Hondo's plan, Mike, is to get past the blockade, is to have the ghost wait just out on the edge of hyperspace lane, knowing that, you know, the, the, the supply ships use this all the time, uh, and assuming it doesn't crash into them, like you, they talk about. It arrives close enough to them to where they do that little magnet thing, and, you know, clamps on, almost like a Millennium Falcon on a Star Destroyer, kind of yep. boom, kind of, and and it works it works and here's hondo again he's he's kind of like full-on rebel now like you said mike he, he has this great some moments about talking about ezra and, and what he means to what ezra means to him uh just seeing kind of hondo put his his you know stamp on this episode it was kind of fun and i'm glad to see him uh yeah. featured in this episode a little bit so any uh, any thoughts on uh, this giant fight here and i guess we're going to get into it but any other thoughts between What's going on here? Yeah, no, I it it is a it is a great fight. I mean, I just kind of all out. Um, <clears throat> so many characters. Um, I love, I love the the Lothal rebels. The this this rebel cell um, is made up of of various species. It's not just humans. You know, I think a, a lot of the time <clears throat> we see, you know, like the the alien species are kind of exotic and and they're they're just kind of out there um maybe mercenary or just kind of separate from either the alliance or the empire um and then maybe you know you might get sort of like your token alien characters like chewy or ninum or or uh or eloastier or characters like that right Mm -hmm. um but here we see that that the rebels on lothal that Ryder azadi has gathered are almost like an equal mix and then you mix in our characters in which you've got zeb and you've got um um you know you've got kind of some of these other characters that that are that are kind of filling that out a little bit um like hondo and and sicatro Izago and and everything yeah. and it's like Sicatro, yeah it's this it's this total ragtag group and and i'll say like the story of Star Wars Rebels is very similar to the story of Rogue One. It's it's this group that comes together, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're mm-hmm. kind of greater than the the sum of their parts, and and they they do this in order to stop the Empire, um, 
from achieving a terrible goal, right? It's it's sort of the same story, um, just told in a different way. And I mm-hmm. much prefer the version that is Star Wars Rebels um, to the one that is Rogue One, obviously, you know. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I just – I love it. I love the variety of it. I love, I love the stakes because, um, like you said, the whole episode, you're just kind of like, who's going to go, right? Like, who's <laughs> yeah, going to make exactly. it through? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, as far as this attack, though, I mean, like you said, tons of great action. Sabine's, you know, she's flying around. You got yeah. Zeb. He's into the action. You got Ezra. He's taking on he's taking on Rook. So everybody's doing what they can to to uh, kind of stave off this empire, this, this small imperial attack here. Uh, as, and we'll continue. The empire continues their attack, toppling the rebels or crawler and forcing Ezra and Zeb to make a desperate leap to survive. Things look grim, and there's still no sign of Hera and the ghost. Uh, the Imperials have won. Ezra and the rebels surrender as Price disembarks to greet them. Um, suddenly, uh, Ryder arises, and here is uh, what happens. Check this out. Ezra Bridger, Sabine Wren, Garazeb Aurelius, and Ryder Azadi. Stand up, my old friend. I thank you for helping me to bring peace to Lothal. Ryder, you betrayed us. It's like I said. We were never going to win without an army. A wise choice. I knew you'd think so. We wouldn't have been able to fool Thrawn, but you? Well, looks like we both took a gamble today. But I won. Do you want to tell her or should I? Oh, I've been waiting years for this. Getting you to come all the way out here was part of our plan. For all the good it did you. Your little rebellion ends right now. You are my prisoners. Get down! And... Obviously, Hera comes to the rescue. So here's what, that's what I was talking about earlier, Mike, is when Ryder gets up, I'm like, I was at first thinking, yeah, I'm waiting for the ruse to finally show itself. And it, at first it doesn't. And I'm like, whoa, okay, they got me. He really is. He really is going. And then all of a sudden, boom, the betrayal was all part of the plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I said. They sold it. And I thought that was great as how they sold this thing to me. Uh, Ezra knew Thrawn. Here's the thing. Ezra knew Thrawn wouldn't take the bait. But Price would, and that's where Ezra's real smart here. He knows that he yeah. can't maybe tactically go against Thrawn on something like this with the mind games and all that, but definitely it works on Price and because she's so desperate, she'll do anything. So a uh, great plan and ends up working out. So, um, But you weren't fooled at all, Mike, right? No, no. I saw this coming <laughs> a mile away, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, with that, uh, like I said, the ghost appears and starts blasting everything away. The clones, Hondo, Callus, and the friends disembark, and a new battle begins. Rook Thrawn's assassin corners Ezra, only to find he doesn't need any army. He has loath wolves. The beasts attack the Imperials, mm-hmm. ending the fight, and Price surrenders and is taken prisoner. So I'll tell you what, Mike. Um, there's always times where I think these are these – are, um, moments in a saga where it's like i'll remember that for a long time that that's like a just a powerful moment a powerful vision um a powerful thing put on screen is yeah. that look 
that Ezra has when he ignites his saber and you see the eyes behind him and the music kind of swells up. Yeah. What a fantastic image. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, this is my favorite part of this episode for sure. Um, this first episode when those wolves come out and there's just the sound of them mm-hmm. and they're just, and like they came out and I thought like, Oh, it's going to like cut away and, and we're not going to see much. And it, yeah. and then we saw a lot. And it just kept going. And these wolves are tossing these guys off cliffs. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah. all right, they went there. Yeah. Like, they absolutely yeah. 110% went there. And I just, I don't know, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's great, too, is, is, like I said, fantastic with the music and the, and the whole look there is, as the, the, the look that Ezra gives. And, like I said, as the eyes come up. And it kind of... Reminds me of the the fear knock. Uh, I think it was. Um, yeah. If I looked up right, I think it was gathering forces. Um, Ezra does the same thing where he summons the mother of the fear knock and it yeah. kind of rises up behind him, kind of like a little same type of thing there. Just showing again, Ezra. He's always been that that force ability he has to connect with with the animals. Uh, it, and it again, powerful image here. So it's yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, as the dust settles, the rebels are victorious, but it's not over. Um, Ezra says, not until we chase the Empire from Lothal um, and get rid of the, and show the galaxy that for all their power, they can be defeated. So yeah. kind of ends on this thing about it's it's gearing up time. And um, Hondo, again, we've talked about Hondo. He has this cheery, chaotic uh, self for the most of this episode, but he grows serious for a minute when he reveals that um you know he's not going to be playing both sides this time he's kind of picking i guess at this point we kind of realize he he's picked a side and and kind of him kind of relaying that was kind of cool to say he's he's with ezra now and and his group so that was really cool uh but we jump into the hour long finale here mike ezra sits alone Mm. Uh, gazing at a hollow uh, picture of his parents, he states he knows what he has to do. The rebels hatch their ultimate plan to finally free Lothal. Under some Lothwolf persuasion, the captive Governor Price agrees to transmit landing codes to the Imperial base. The ghost crew and friends pose as her prisoners when, uh, with Ezra and Sabine disguised as biker scouts. A firefight follows their landing, but the rebels ultimately gain entry, cutting off the Empire's transmission and taking control uh, of the headquarters. So, uh, again, this thing begins with Ezra. Mm -hmm. The Force theme is playing as he's looking at Picker's parents. You know, his parents sacrificed a a while ago, and he's not going to let them down. This this picture here is reminding him of what he has to do. so I don't, you know, it's it's just one of those cool moments, Mike. We get, of course, we get more of kind of jumps into Price. She starts to question Callus on his decision, and Callus says he stopped betraying himself because uh, she's trying to figure out, like, hey, why'd you? What are you doing? And I always go back to that moment where he's in his kind of uh, after he gets saved from, uh, I can't remember the planet, but him and Zebron. After he gets saved, he kind of yeah. goes and sits in his in his bed by himself, and he's kind of all alone. Nobody really cares. It kind of brings me back to that moment, and like yeah. that's one of the reasons why he decided to. Uh, other people cared for him when the Empire didn't. So, um, but he, anyway, Mike. Uh, yeah, his of, his greatest he, enemy cared for him more than yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> than yeah. the Empire that he swore himself to. Yeah, so I love that. I love when she confronts him, and he's like, "You don't know what you're talking about." 
Like you, you're in it and you don't understand that. Like, it's like you serve the empire, but the empire doesn't serve you. Right. Like you're a, you're a, a cog in the machine and callous. That's one of the things that makes his character so fantastic is that he, he, um, he rises above that and becomes a hero in doing yeah. so, which is just, man, go back to the beginning of this series. Can you imagine? I like Callus just seemed like a bad guy back then, just straight up mm-hmm. bad guy. Um, yeah. and now he's, he's one of our rebels, you know, uh, I, I think that what they did with that character is fantastic. Exactly the same thing that they did with Asajj Ventress, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it is, it's the, it's the same, the same thing again, but, uh, uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know if you noticed this too, um, kind of like a, a little <clears throat> Easter egg in the beginning here as Ezra's looking at a picture, um, Hera kind of walks up and she's kind yeah. of listening to, to Ezra talk. I don't know if you noticed this. It took me like the third time, but a little a little clue. Um, you'll see if you watch it again. You'll see Hera kind of rub her belly, and uh-huh. um, it was kind of cool to go back and and see that. I'm like, oh wow, she is really doing that. You know, I've, totally I've only had a, I've only had a chance to watch these episodes once because it was yeah. tough enough to figure that out. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But if you watch it again, yeah, just it's just a subtle moment, yeah. but it's just kind of a little clue they threw in there, and it's like, oh, that was kind of neat, you know, going back and cool. watching it again, seeing that. So, um, but yeah, anyway, so Ezra's got the Will Lothal's intimidating, uh, intimidating prize to get her to give up these uh, these victory the victory code. So um, we jump to the crew; they are getting ready, and Rex remembers um, when it comes to the Jedi, the worse the plan, the better. The result and uh, their plan is is a bold plan is what they're saying. You know, they're going to actually launch this dome. And it's funny. I, I've seen it, some comments about like their plan is to um, the the victory thing where they what's the code? It's code protocol 13. They're going to have everybody yeah. all the empire kind of ju- come into this thing. And technically, you're just going to blow the thing up and kill everybody. So a little so a lot of people were like, that's a little harsh for for the rebels. But hey. You know, this is all the gloves are off on this now. You know, this is liberating the fall. So I have no problem with them yeah. uh, doing what they have to do. Well, to, and they got, uh, they want to send a message, right? I mean, that's kind of. True. Yeah. 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 And, and Mart. So we get in between all this, we get another kind of small little clue of something obviously going to be happening later on. Mart uh, mentions that Ezra gave him a secret mission. So. Yeah. We're not told what that is yet. But they talk about that briefly just to see, tell you where, where, where they're headed. It's him, um, Visago, and I think it's, um, uh, is it Wolf that's with them? I think. Yeah, it's Wolf. Yeah, it's Wolf. Wolf yeah. So, yeah. So they're, they're doing their thing, uh, kind of getting ready for just in case. Ezra's got everything planned out. That's what I was really impressed with as far as Ezra. Um, he had all his bases covered, you know, like, Contingency contingency plans set forth just in case. And I thought that was pretty smart of him to do that. So um, I'll continue here, Mike. Meanwhile, Rook attacks Mark, uh, Mark Visago, and Wolf, who are standing by the ghost in the Lothal outskirts. After being chased off by a Loth Wolf, uh, Rook reports to the uh, the recent developments to Thrawn. Thrawn orders his assassin to infiltrate the Imperial headquarters and deactivate the shield generator. Because Thrawn is on his way back. So uh, we thought in that last episode that Rook was gone, 
but he's just like a cockroach, Mike. He's he's yeah. back. You know, he kind of shows up and just to throw that wrench into the whole system. But luckily, like I said, uh, Ezra, you know, has those plans in case, just in case. Um, and we talked about Protocol 13, the Rebel Signal Protocol 13, recalling all Imperials on Lothal to the base, looking to capture the entire operation. But once Thrawn arrives, with Rook having successfully deactivated the shield generator, it matters little. The Grand Admiral opens fire on the Lothal people, forcing Ezra to surrender. Governor Price is our prisoner, and we have complete control of the Imperial Dome, with every trooper, pilot, and officer trapped inside. You failed, Thrawn. Leave Lothal, and we might let your troops out before we blow the dome to pieces. Are you quite finished? If you truly wish to save Lothal, Commander Bridger, the only term I'll accept is your immediate and unconditional surrender. Why would I surrender when I hold your entire army prisoner? No, you've simply moved my assets to a safe position so that I can bombard civilians of your home without incurring Imperial casualties. Rex, raise the planetary shields. The generators just went offline. Your shield generators under my control. Just so that you understand that my intentions are genuine, I shall demonstrate my power. Open fire. Oh, man, that Thrawn. I'll tell you what, Mike, he's, he is a clever one, isn't he? Just before the launch, Thrawn shows mm -hmm. up and hovers over the dome, so obviously they can't launch. Uh, like I said, Thrawn is pretty clever. He he knows that he, if he moved, he's saying to them, look, you moved my assets to a safe position yeah. so I can come bombard Lothal, and so that backfires on Ezra a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, And without the shield, the people of Lothal, they're just like, they're sitting ducks out there now. There's nothing they can do. So Ezra obviously has no choice but to surrender. So it's kind of an interesting little twist, Mike, of, of, of Ezra. He thinks he's got everything planned out, but then Thrawn shows up and goes, well, he actually did me a favor. So, uh, I don't know, pretty, pretty sneaky of him. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I, Lars Mikkelsen gives his best yeah. performance yet as, as Thrawn in this episode. In, yeah. in this scene, and then later when he, uh, when he has Ezra on his Star Destroyer. He just... I don't like the character of Thrawn traditionally, like like from the from the expanded mm -hmm. universe stuff from the legends. Um, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. Yeah, I'm just still getting over this cold a little bit. Um, I never liked him in the novels. Um, mm -hmm. I always found the character to be a little bit flat. It was kind of a cop out that because he played chess, he was a master strategist who knew everything 10 steps ahead of everybody else. And that was just like his superpower, which is just a, it was just a plot device. It wasn't a power or ability. Um, mm -hmm. In my opinion, that's how I saw it. Uh, this version of the character is, I think what people think of Thrawn as, and <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he really, he really works in the series and, and this ruthlessness, um, just the sort of, um, uncaring nature of the character where he like it, it, it doesn't matter to him that the that he's killing people like mm -hmm. that is really like it's not his concern he's making a point and in making that point yeah so he's got to kill some people big deal yeah right so yeah well and again you're talking about thrawn and 
it's like he talks about um, price and he says, yeah. I expected price to fail, but not so completely. So even he had no really confidence in her. Uh, he just didn't realize how bad she was going to fail. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, this dude's this dude's ruthless. And, and it was kind of funny to see Ryder also impersonate Admiral uh, Yularan on the bridge trying to get Protocol 13 to go yes. through. So, <laughs> um, so uh, let's see. Anyway, despite Ezra's protest, Ezra gives himself up to Thrawn. Ezra tells the Imperial Mastermind that he doesn't deserve Lothal. He takes him to the Emperor. So the Emperor shows up. He says, my dear boy, I've uh, so wanted to meet you. A hollow projection of Palpatine says, and here you are at last. So, uh, again, another shock, another surprise to me was to see the, uh, I guess, the intact or the non-Sidious Palpatine uh, showing up in front of Ezra, Mike. I was pretty uh, I was shocked at that. I mean, I knew we were getting Sidious, but not kind of Palpatine Emperor, you know, Emperor Palpatine. What'd you yeah. Think? Yeah. Th- that cool. was a, that was a, a real twist on it. Yeah. Um, and it was that moment that I knew like, Oh, he's going to try and tempt him. Right. Yeah. Like this is, there's something here that either he wants Ezra to do, or he's trying to turn Ezra because mm-hmm. he's appearing to Ezra the same way that he did to Anakin. And I, I thought that was, um, an interesting choice to go with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just before that, too, um, Thrawn, he's, he's kind of talking to before he brings him to to the emperor. Thrawn's talking about um, to Ezra about like the Jedi and, and, and what they've done. And, you know, Thrawn says they're normally they, they they're morally correct over their strategically uh, or st- strategic uh, planning or whatever. So it's yeah. all it's, and he's talking about the Jedi is, you know what I'm saying? So. Uh, and he admits that the Force is an enigma to him. Like he doesn't understand the Force that well, and he doesn't really get it. But he knows it's a—it's obviously a powerful thing. He just—he yeah. doesn't get it. So I thought a neat little conversation between these two before they go and meet the Emperor. So, uh, so we're gonna get to this Emperor stuff uh, in between. Martin and company awaken following Ruka's attack. Uh, quickly, Mart runs to the ghost, telling his friends that Ezra gave him a secret mission should Thrawn come back to Lothal. He's to go into the high orbit and around Lothal and send out a signal beacon. Uh, who are they contacting? Not sure it's a who, Mark says. More like a what. So a big clue, Mike. Um, I, I, I listened to that and I was thinking to myself, what the heck is he talking about? And I, I, I couldn't think of the Pergill. I mean, we're going to get there. It wasn't on my mind at that time. I'm trying to think. Of, so I thought maybe we were going to see some kind of OT character come in. Maybe the rebels actually show up. And that's where I thought we were going with this. I thought maybe um, Mon Moth was going to show up or something like that, or Dodonna, and they were going to come and help him, save him. But it didn't happen. But we'll get that. Did you have any thoughts of what was going to happen at this point? The only character that I thought is like isn't there that that could possibly help them in some way or or get them help is Lando. He's the only character that oh, doesn't yeah. show up yeah. in this episode that that was True. affected by the by our heroes um, along the way. So I thought it was a, I I wasn't sure, but when he says not a who a what, I was like, huh, interesting. And mm-hmm. I did, I'll be honest, like I did think of the Purgles, but I was did like, you? okay. Yeah. I was like, but like, but like, what are the Purgles going to do? Yeah. Right. Like, how is that? <laughs> how is that going to do anything for them? I wasn't sure. 
Like I thought when it's like he's going out and and like I think mainly because the wolves had already been used. Mm. I was like, mm-hmm. this has been like this is the setup is that Ezra has this ability to communicate with with creatures. So I thought like it was going. To, I figured when he says not a who but a why, I. I was like, it's going to be something to do with a creature of some kind. And like the only creatures that we've seen in space is like the Purgles, the, um, in Clone Wars, we saw, we've seen the giant, um, oh, what are they called? The, those like Manta things. Right? Oh yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know. I was like, I was like, is, are we going to see something new? Or are we going to see something we've seen before? I wasn't mm-hmm. sure, but like, I, I honestly like in thinking like, like he, like he could, maybe he's talking about the Purgles. I was like, but why? Like, no, why? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. So I like immediately dismissed myself. So I give myself no credit for like the biggest, the you best part of this series finale is that no one saw this coming. Nobody. Yeah. Dave was the only person who knew yeah. what, how this was going to end. Um, sure. Yeah. Cause I, cause even in considering it, I was like, that's not. That's not anything. That's not a thing. <laughs> what are they going to do? Yeah. Some whales are going to bump up against some ships. Like, uh, yeah. like we've never, there was, there's Boy, no reason to believe this. that that would be a solution to the problem, but I, I yeah. stand corrected. Yeah, no, I think we, I think most of us would have to say the same thing. So, yeah. uh, yeah, we'll get back to the emperor. He speaks kindly to Ezra informing him, that he moved a portion of the Jedi Temple to the ship stone by stone just for him. The reason? To save his parents. Ezra looks on in disbelief as his parents call to him. All he has to do is open the door. The desperate rebel forces press on, gaining entry to the shield generator. Uh, as Ezra walks closer, seeing his parents, um, son, are you coming in? His father asks. So so this is getting deep here. Um the emperor has, you know, we, we, we saw the Jedi temple on Lothal. If something was missing, you know, pieces were missing. We're like, whoa, what happened to the entrance? Now we know where it was. It's on this, the, I think it's the chimera. Um, uh, the, the emperor actually put it, rebuilt it on there just so he can tempt Ezra yeah. to, uh, he's basically, and this is where I might need a little help. I'm thinking that the, that the emperor is like, okay, it's either, I need this guy to help me or I need to get rid of this guy because he's too much of a threat to me. And I think I'm leaning more on that. Like he's just trying to get rid of him because here's a chance for him to a chance for Ezra to be with his parents. Like he's always wanted basically take, take this bait and your fate is different. I mean, any, any different thoughts, Mike? What do you think? What's going on here? Yeah. It's interesting because we've never really dealt with the idea of, alternate timelines in the star Wars universe. I think what this does is that it actually explains a little bit of what happened in world between worlds that, Mm -hmm. um, it's not that, that Ahsoka time traveled, but that, that Mm -hmm. Ezra altered the timeline. He altered a timeline, right? Mm -hmm by pulling her out of it and and then her ending up back in it. Um, It also, uh, it validates the rest of Star Wars non-canon, all of the expanded universe legends stuff. Um, 
if in fact Ezra could have passed through that doorway and rejoined his parents in an alternate timeline where he never met Kanan and never joined mm-hmm. the ghost crew and, and none of that ever happened, then that like that means that alternate timelines exist in this galaxy and that uh, and that everything that may have happened in the expanded universe before uh, it was it was turned into legends uh, it's still it's still valid it's just a different path um I'm inclined to actually believe that like to lean towards that that that's the case um, that's how I've always kind of felt about it is that the the expanded universe as it was before the force awakens was, mm-hmm one point of view right and that and that the force awakens offers another point of view and mm-hmm. the last jedi picks up from that right um <clears throat> but you know like that that they're like both can coexist it doesn't matter like you just you kind of you enjoy what you enjoy you just have to keep them separate that's all um yeah, it's yeah. it's it's an interesting idea. It's it's along with a world between worlds. It introduces some really interesting stuff into Star Wars that I don't think we've ever seen before. Um, the other part of it is that I feel the Pal- that Palpatine like rebuilt this part of the temple um, inside the the ship inside the Chimera so that he could get Ezra to open it. And if Ezra opens this part of the temple, then right. Palpatine has access to the world between worlds, just like he wanted before. So you right. think that's that's where he it wasn't just his parents, but it was actually a door to that the world between worlds. That's what you think. Yeah, not just I think a path I, to, I, it's possible. And Palpatine yeah. was just directly connecting that doorway to a specific moment like that. Palpatine somehow understands this more than than Ezra. Yeah, not right. somehow obviously understands it more than Ezra and is using it to manipulate him. Um and and by doing so, like in manipulating him, he's making it look like this doorway only leads to one place. But why would it only lead to one place? Yeah, I guess that would be the third reason why Palpatine would want to yeah. to try to do that is to like. Why else would he want door? him to open yeah. the door? Right. I feel right. like if if Ezra opens the door to pass through it, then Palpatine, the doorway is open, and Palpatine can use it as he wills, sort of thing. That makes more sense than him just wanting like Ezra gone because I don't I don't think Ezra's that big of a threat to him yeah. at this point. You know what I mean? Like uh, at least I don't think the Emperor thinks he's a huge threat. I I I understand he thinks he's powerful. Obviously he's seen him use the world between worlds and all that. But I think I think you're right. It's more the fact that he wants to use that that world between worlds and he's this is his last ditch attempt to to be able to do that it sounds like so um all right that makes a lot of sense oh actually it continues palpatine continues to implore ezra to save his parents the padawan contemplates the choice before him and reaches out mom dad you'll always be a part of me but i have to let you go ezra closes the door and brings the temple crumbling down the padawan begins to run away from the falling debris towards the emperor's hollow projection with uh, which cat uh, crackles revealing the Sith's true form. Palpatine emerges from the wreckage and commands Bridger destroyed. And then the Crimson Arm guards enter with weapons that raise and seemingly uh, de- debilitate the boy. But Ezra manages to hurl the temple debris in their direction, eliminating the guard. So um, obviously he doesn't take the bait 
Uh, he knows that obviously like his mm-hmm. lesson from Canaan was a bigger purpose. This was not it. You know, his parents sacrifice. He's not going to let that sacrifice go without anything. You know what I mean? Be in vain. Closes the door. Uh, Emperor knows he's well, my, my, my chance is gone. I'm just going to have to get rid of him. Crimson guards come in. Wow. That was kind of a, that was kind of a cool. Yeah. I, I didn't, I, for, at first I was like, wait a minute, is that the, no. Okay. Regular crimson guards. But, Tell you what, Mike, the force power that that we see from Ezra in this particular episode, both here and at the end, pretty impressive to see him do some of the stuff that he does here, especially with the boulders and throwing everything at the Crimson Guards and the Stormtroopers. Uh, pretty impressive stuff. What do you think? Yeah, um, oh man, the, the guards, really interesting. Um, yeah. they, they felt and moved a lot like the Praetorian guards. I know. Right. I thought that was really interesting. And, yeah. uh, and then their staffs, that's new. That's completely new. So, We've yeah, never seen anything the, like that before. Okay. What's going on there? Um, it's almost like it's some kind of a spell or something. I, <clears throat> I no, is, I think it's just technology. So there's a, in okay. the star Wars comics in, in the Darth Vader comics specifically, um, Vader, kind of makes his way to this weird um, secret base of the emperors. And when he gets there, he discovers <clears throat> that Palpatine has, well, not Palpatine specifically. Um, oh man. Is it, who's the moth that, that, that taunts Vader that he almost chokes to death in, in a new hope. Is that Jerjerod? Oh, Jerjerod. I think that's Jerjerod. Um, he has been, developing this sort of alternative to Darth Vader, um, like trying to win favor with Palpatine. And so at this secret location, he's, he's created this team of, of soldiers basically who, um, they've all kind of got technology or abilities that, that mimic Vader, that mimic the abilities of a Jedi. And so, um, the that technology feels to me like it would come out of the same sort of idea that the crimson guards are not themselves force users um but like they're 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 the like i've always looked at the crimson guards and and i think that um that uh crimson empire kind of le- lends itself towards this that they are like the elite of the elite stormtroopers that as a stormtrooper that is the highest honor, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the highest that you can ascend to as a stormtrooper, um, in the in the imperial military. They're not like the inquisitors who are dark Jedi, but they are just soldiers, um, and and so they've just got this technology and they're sort of prepared. They're prepared for Ezra, right? He's a he's a Jedi. He has the Force. Well, here's this thing that's going to incapacitate him to to a certain degree. Um, it doesn't work out for them, obviously, but, but yeah, I, I think that was the idea there. Okay. Are you talking? And you're talking about when Vader. You're talking about Madi is the the one that's yeah, Madi. That- sorry, Madi is the guy, not yeah. Jedi. It's okay, Madi. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I just at first I Admiral Madi. So, I guess I'm thinking of um, when Obi Wan is and uh, is kind of trapped in that force field type thing when when. Uh, in Attack of the Clones, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of almost kind of something like that, where they're using that type of technology or something like that. That's the only thing totally. I can think of that kind of reminds me of it. Uh, but yeah, interesting stuff there. But again, Ezra, 
uh, he's able to kind of fight through that. So I thought, man, this, he's really coming into his own, and especially in this episode. But we've seen his progress throughout these four seasons. Um, so anyway, we'll get on to it. Um, let's see, where are we? Uh, back at the base, Zeb and Rook battle while Thrawn prepares a full-scale bombardment of the city. At the last second, Callus activates the shields. Zeb's le- uh, Zeb leaps to safety while Rook, trapped on the generator, meets his doom as it powers up. Hmm. Thrawn begins his attack, but the shields hold. The city is safe. There's no time to celebrate, however. Sabine needs Chopper to contact the ghost, and while Melch survived, Gregor's injury proves fatal. Um, it was an honor to fight with you, he tells Rex with his last words, for something that we chose to believe in. And I, I had actually wrote that quote down. I didn't even realize I was going to read that, but that was one of the things I wanted to mention, too. Like, these two... Rex and I mean obviously all the clones and all that. Um, what a what a statement by 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 Gregor. He says a fight that we chose to believe in. Kind of drawing back to that where they actually got the chips pulled out and they're able to think on their own. And yeah. since then they've been with the Jedi for you know or just helping the rebellion. Just I thought that was a really great moment for those two uh, and and the rebels uh, the. Uh, clones as a whole really cool moment right there but uh, this is this whole sequence here mike is is what i was talking about earlier about like who's going you know every time you see zeb fall you think oh that's how he goes out because you're just waiting right and it's like we we all thought that we were going to lose everybody and you know it's like uh, is this where Zeb goes? You're just kind of waiting for it. So, uh, but actually, it's Gregor's one. That, actually, Melch gets hit too, and we think he dies, but he actually uh, is able to survive his injuries. But Gregor is the one who uh, kind of has to. He kind of takes one for the team at the very end, though. So it's kind of a cool little moment between Rex and uh, Gregor. So, so um, kind of wrapping, uh, getting towards the end here. Ezra, you want to take this one, Mike? Go ahead. Sure. I've yeah. Been reading the whole thing. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Yeah, no, it's all good. I've been hogging everything. (laughs) Ezra blasts his way onto Thrawn's bridge. Thrawn is unconcerned, but he's informed that several unidentified objects have entered the system and and destroyed the entire Imperial blockade. Thrawn looks out to see massive creatures, purgles, heading into the atmosphere. They collide with the Imperial command ships, sending them crashing into the planet's surface. Suddenly, purgle tentacles break through Thrawn's viewport, grabbing him. When Ezra is forced to deal with stormtroopers, the Grand Admiral blasts him from behind, a solid hit right in the shoulder. Though injured, Bridger turns, shoving Thrawn back toward the tentacles with a mighty display of force power. Ezra closes the blast doors as more Purgles latch onto the ship and start to glow. The Purgles and Thrawn's ship with them blast into hyperspace. glow like that they're about to jump into hyperspace ezra ezra get out of there right now that's an order hera i have to see this through to the end ezra please get out of there i can't do that And 
And there you have it, folks, man. That's how we, that's where we last see Ezra. Mike, the, the Purgles again shocked me. Um, as, as Thrawn looks out of the port of the, uh, the observation deck. I'm waiting to see, you know, rebel ships, you know, the frigates come out of hyperspace. Yep. I'm like, oh, here comes the rebellion. And it's Purgles. You're like, what is going on here? Again, this goes back to Ezra. Um, obviously, we've seen Purgles before. We thought this, you know, back then, maybe that was like a one-off episode. Oh, why would we care about the Purgles? Brilliantly brought back in, I thought, like, oh, they set him up, you know, episodes and episodes ago, seasons ago. Brought him back in. We see what they can do. Uh, Ezra, again, he can communicate with through the Force with some of these animals. Um, we see that time and time again. Uh, no surprise there. But everything that's going on here, he's able to use the Force and, and hold the door. He's actually holding, it looks like he's holding a, a Thrawn in place as the tentacles go around. Just a, a beautiful display of Force power, music, visuals. Uh, as the Purgos blast into hyperspace, Mike, um, pretty darn cool moment for me. Uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, one other thing that I got to note is we get a <laughs> shout out to Captain Peleon. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, which uh, Captain Peleon becomes uh, Admiral Peleon in the uh, in the expanded universe in, right. in the legend stuff. And Admiral Peleon of the uh, of the uh, Imperial Remnant is my favorite character from the expanded universe. So I, uh, that shout out was a, like, so to the degree that, that when I create star Wars characters for like role-playing games and whatever, um, mm -hmm. I use Peleon as my last name. Like that's my uh. go-to other people <laughs> want to be like a Skywalker or a solo. I like the thing that I love about him is that he's a self-made man, you know, like, like that character yeah. in the new Jedi order. Um, and he was, he was the voice of reason. He actually, um, I feel like Yularen was kind of cut from the same cloth. Like the, like they, when they gave that character um, sort of a life in, in the clone wars um, and, and when he showed up in star Wars rebels, it was, it was very clear to me that that's, it's this very similar kind of character where it's like, these are career military men. They don't care about, it's not like Tarkin. Tarkin is evil. Tarkin cares about power and securing power and all that sort of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Yularen and Peleon were, uh, they were, they were military men and they, they, um, they saw honor in, in doing their duty. Um, and when Peleon sees that the Imperial remnant is actually not, they're not the good guys sort of thing. And, and, um, and realizes that the Yuzan Vong are a much bigger threat than, than the new Republic. He is the one who really moves to have the Imperial remnant join the new Republic in the battle against the Vong. And he's one of the, I think one of the biggest heroes of the new Jedi order, um, mm -hmm. but sort of one of the most unlikely. So um, yeah, like I love that character. Um, who obviously started in the the uh, the heir to the empire um, uh, trilogy in the in the the, the Timothy Zahn books, um, mm -hmm. so a character created by him, but fleshed out much more in the New Jedi Order, and and so to have that shout out, I thought that was a really great way to end the series. Um, it's really cool because it's like we've had Thrawn this whole time. Peleon is sort of yeah. his right hand man in the expanded universe, um, so that was cool, and then. 
the Purgles return, and this is why I never would have considered the Purgles for this, is that the uh, Purgles were not that big. Like, the biggest one was, yeah, like, the size of yeah. the ghost, right? True, true. But, apparently, those are not Massive. the biggest Purgles out there. <laughs> yeah. Because Massive those, yeah. oh, man, what do they call them? I, they don't say it in the episode, but I'm just going to bring it up on StarWars.com. Um, there, there's a, there's a term for the really, really big ones. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't even know that. Yeah. It's in, it's in, uh, like the, the trivia or something. It's either in the trivia or the, I think it's in the, the behind the scenes gallery. Here we mm. go. What do they call it? Purgle ultra. Um, oh. so those are the really, really big ones that have sort of that, um, They've almost got like that crest, like the Pachycephalosaurus, kind of like that crown, you know, mm-hmm. like like that really, really solid, thick skull cap sort yeah. of thing. And and they show it in scale in this background art or in this behind the scenes art. Um, and it is, I would say, about the third, a third the size, maybe a fourth the size of a Star Destroyer. Um, so a bunch of them coming out of hyperspace. And smashing into Star Destroyers, taking out the bridges and whatnot. I mean, like that's mm-hmm. it's no wonder they they managed to to shut down the blockade. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. So here's the only question: How does how do they survive with a with a broken um, bridge windshield? I'm not sure how they survive through hyperspace, but uh, I guess it's not really an important thing to worry about. You uh, know, uh, Ezra <laughs> is a Ezra is a Jedi. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I think that uh, that's basically all the explanation that we that's need. That's all we right? need to know. <laughs> that's all we need. Not yeah, only is Ezra sure. a Jedi, but Ezra is a crazy powerful Jedi. Like, yeah, like I said, they showed in this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ez- Ezra Ezra has some skills. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, for so, sure. So yeah, as that happens, uh, the re- remaining rebels take their chance, launching the Imperial Dome and setting the self destruct. Governor Price refuses to leave and perishes along with the base as it explodes over the city on the ghost a recording of ezra begins to play he's uh i'm going to miss you all he says and addresses each member of the crew to, to sabine he says don't forget i'm counting on you but for what she has no idea yet so a really cool little last message shown by chopper yeah. to the crew kind of like a little tearjerker moment there as he's kind of talking to everybody like hey do this and do this but the real um it really gets to instead of reading it, Mike. You don't have to worry about reading. Let's just listen to uh, the epilogue of what happens yes. to uh, to the rebel there. Check this out. The small rebellion had become bold, and with a decisive victory at the Battle of Endor, the Emperor's reign of terror came to an end. Zeb took Callus along the secret hyperspace path to the planet Lyrason. It was then that Callus realized he hadn't destroyed the Lasat people and that they were thriving on this new world. A world where he was welcome as one of them. Hera fought in the Battle of Endor, as did Commander Rex. By that time, there had been a new member added to the crew of the Ghost. Spectre Seven. Jason Sindula, born to fly, just like his mother. And well, we all know what his father was like. As for me, I used to think that Ezra was counting on me to protect Lothal. 
the planet and the people he cared for so much. But one day, I realized there was more to it. There was something else I was meant to do. Ezra's out there somewhere, and it's time to bring him home. Tell you what, Mike, what a way to end this series. Um, I, like I said, this shocked me. I was surprised to see them go with an epilogue like this. Mm -hmm. um, just, I just <clears throat> loved it. A lot, of, a couple things to, to break down here, Mike. But go ahead, your thoughts on this, uh, this ending here. Uh, you know, I really don't have anything to say. It's, uh, it's, I, th I don't <laughs> think that there's really all that much to hey, discuss here. It was um, fine, whatever. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, much to say. I, it, so much to say. I don't know where to start. Yeah. I love the Clone Wars. I love Star Wars Rebels. I love Forces of Destiny. I even love the the Star Wars Blips cartoons that they've done. And and you guys know I love Freemaker Adventures as well. Um, the series, the, the, the backdoor pilot that is the last five minutes of this episode of this series. Mm -hmm. Um that is basically pitching to us the idea of Sabine and Ahsoka <laughs> right. traveling the galaxy, trying to find Ezra Bridger. Um, that is the best one yet that the aesthetic of the way that, that Sabine looks at the end, the way that Ahsoka looks at the end, Ahsoka's yeah. ship, which is an old Republic ship that she's mm -hmm. like repainted, um, that X-wing at the end that escorts her is yeah. incredible. Um, the time period—it's sometime after Return of the Jedi. Now, okay, so like it's a like Sabine talks about like and then and then M M the Battle of Endor happens. Battle of Endor. We right. don't know how long after the battle of right. endor this moment happens though so this Correct. could be this could be at right after that this could be a year later it could be 5 years later it could be 10 years later so we really don't know where in the timeline this moment is it's really hard to sort of like pin it um the shot with uh hera and jason and chopper on the the on the ghost that sort of like he looks like he's probably what like I'm going to say he looks like he's like nine or 10. Mm. It's hard to tell with a cartoon. Right. But he doesn't look yeah. like a little, little kid. He looks kind of, I don't know. He kind he looks, he looks like he's old enough. Yeah. Sort of thing. I'd say anywhere from seven to 10, something like that. Yeah. And so that tells me that, that from the end of star Wars rebels, because sometimes soon after star Wars rebels, rogue one happens. Right. Mm. Um, because we're like, cause Tarkin is already talking about director Krennic and, and the death star and stardust and everything. Right. So that is imminent. So we're not that far away from that. Obviously rogue one happens. And then the original trilogy starts the original trilogy. I think according to the timeline now takes place over six years, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, there's three year gaps in between each of the movies. So Basically, the Battle of Endor happens about six or seven years after the Battle of Yavin. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so that, like, if if Hera 
is pregnant at the end of the series, which you right. kind of implied that she might have been um, yeah. that moment, which I'm really interested to go back and check that out. Yeah. Um, yeah check it out. Then, yeah, that tracks and Jason would be like seven or eight at that point maybe like mm-hmm. and so i would think that they would probably jump about five years after return of the jedi that would be that would, would be what i would do i would give it a little bit of breathing room so that mm-hmm. it's not like that happened and then this immediately happens um the thing that this opens up is like the 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 possibilities of the stories that they're gonna tell um i think are incredible and i'm gonna go ahead and pitch this right now i and if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be super disappointed. I'm going to be more upset about this than most fans were about what happened with Luke. Um, if Sabine and Ahsoka don't cross paths with Rowan Freemaker at some point, <laughs> I'm going to be really yeah, annoyed funny. because this is the opportunity to bring Rowan into the the canon, into mm-hmm. into official Star Wars. Um, yeah, I, I think that they absolutely have the opportunity to do that, um, with this next series. The other thing that's really annoying me right now is that Dave Filoni is being really cagey and they're acting like they can't announce this. Mm -hmm. It is really clear that the end of this series is the beginning of the next series. This epilogue is the beginning of the next series. It has to be. Why else would you do this? It's either super clear, like it's right in front of you, or they're just really trolling us big time. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, like you said, Mike, it's God. It's just, that's the major thing that's coming out of that yeah. particular thing. Was well, it's got to be that, right? I mean, it's so obvious. I think. But is it so obvious that it, they're gonna pull it out from under us? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, because I think that this is the perfect opportunity to tell the story of the rise of the first order, without. Yeah involving Luke and Leia and Han and all of the original trilogy characters, right? Without getting without getting into it where like they have to be main characters and they're in every episode. Um I think Ezra is somewhere in the outer rim or the like sort of the the unknown regions or something like that, right? Um right. Dave Filoni said that that both Ezra and Tar- and Thrawn oh. are alive. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, they are alive. We know that. Um, it would be really interesting to see what that means, um, mm-hmm. and all these years later, what that means. And Ezra is now uh, a, a, a grown man, not a not a teenager anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and if they're in the unknown region somewhere. Which is why that would make the most sense because then, you know, that explains why they haven't made it back. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> sorry. <coughs> they could be on the Chiss homeworld. Like maybe somehow they ended up back in the unknown regions. Uh, mm-hmm. And what's it is the. Does the Chiss homeworld have a name? What is it? Is it just Chiss? I, d- I don't know if it does, but. Um, I don't know if we ever like get into that, but, um, the idea that, that, yeah, like if they were in Chiss space that, uh, Ezra is potentially a prisoner Mm -hmm. of Thrawn and the rest of the Chiss empire. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and that would explain why he never makes it back. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, like, I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Like Dave said, it's it was tempting for him to show <laughs> yeah. what happened, but then you're kind of locked in. And if you want to yeah. tell those stories, then you know yeah. it's just you're just kind of um, working towards that. And I think that that's genius. Like leave it open, leave it untold, so that when we get there, when we when we do get to tell that story, um, yeah. it's wide open. So yeah, mm-hmm. I it's it would be perfect. It would be perfect. You you have two existing characters that we love. Um, and then you introduce a couple new ones and then we, we hook back up with Hera at some point, not necessarily with her coming back in as a main character of this show, but, but, um, as like a guest in an episode or something. Right. Yeah. I tell you what, as far as the epilogue goes, I love when movies do this and TV shows like just here, here's what happened. There's no question as far as some of these characters, Zeb and Callus. I mean, how great was that to see them? Like Zeb brings him into his homeworld of, of Lyrasan and they welcome him in. Just the two buddies, where they were at one point in the show to where they end up. Beautiful moment for those two. I love that, how they did that. Um, talk about the battle of Endor and, and Hera and Rex and obviously confirms now that Rex is in on Endor, he's the guy that with the beard, you know what I mean? Everybody's been talking about that for the last couple of years. Looks like that's confirmed now. Uh, so that was kind of neat to hit, to see that. And then of course, Jason, uh, Jason Sandula, Spectre seven is born. So all those out there, Hey, I guess they were more a couple than we even thought they were. I mean, we knew they were, but, uh, for them to have a kid, Mm-hmm. And wherever he ends up, I, who knows where that's going to end. You talked about Ezra and Thrawn, Mike, that Dave Filoni confirmed they were alive, as is obviously Ahsoka. We see her at the end. Uh, so no question there. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just I just I just love the the epilogue to this and love to see where everybody went, how it kind of ended up and and to to do that and also show you what could be coming in the future. Um Perfect, perfect way to end. And also, I have to say too, they actually ended this episode a traditional movie way, where you got the uh, kind of the iris out and the whole fanfare, the yep. Star Wars. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Everybody got their own little placard uh, as a screen, you know, you know, starring, you know, as you know, Freddie <clears throat> Princess, Kane and Jarrett, and all that. So that was yeah. really neat to see that. It just pulled out all the stops. So um, just yeah, excited they, they, for Dave they did it. They nailed it, and and um, and they've definitely set up whatever is next, yeah. and uh, and I know that that we can't wait for that. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I hope yeah. they announce it sooner rather than later. I hope they don't wait too long on this. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it's annoying that that they didn't just announce it the next day, you know. Yeah, but right? I think the yeah. problem is that they're waiting. Like they got to figure out. They have to figure out the streaming service and all that stuff, you know. Like right. that's that's kind of one of the bigger parts of it. Um, yep. But yeah, we'll we'll see, we'll see. So, I mean, like it's gonna come sooner or later, and it's hopefully sooner yeah. rather than later. Yeah, hopefully get something, some just kind of some teases or something of what's gonna happen. But as yeah. far as Rebels, though, tell you what, I mean, I'm sure we'll come back and, and kind of do an overall. I have an idea for a, an episode we can do, and, and mm-hmm. maybe a in a month or so or in a few weeks. But as far as this, just to wrap up this series, um, it was great to have them bring in new characters because 
you know, this is technically set in the prequel era and how are you going to do a show? And we already kind of know what's going to happen, but they were able to do it. Filoni and his team, they came in, introduced us to new characters. We, we fell in love with them. We wanted to see what happened. Uh, not only that, but they were able to bring in some of our favorite characters, Lando's and your Hans and your Leia's and your yeah. Luke's and, you know, all that. Uh, Darth Maul and, and old Obi-Wan and bring all that in and sprinkle them in here and there just to make it exciting. Um, and Dave was able to actually end this start to finish the way he wanted to. Things were planned out years in advance. We saw that with Ahsoka. Um, so just a, I mean, just a top notch series and, and just Star Wars. This is what I love about Star Wars, these kinds of stories. And I think Dave Filoni um, proved that, uh, he kind of deserves a little more, you know, he deserves a lot of credit and hopefully he gets to do something a little more in the future here, but we'll see, we'll see what's going to happen, Mike. But, uh, any final thoughts before we go to the emails? No, I think that's it. Let's jump into those yeah. emails. Yeah. Let's check it out. What message? The Rebels podcast. Mailbag. The council is asking you. So Bob, um, Willicky commented again, uh, he says, wow, what an episode, huh? I certainly wasn't ready for the emotional wrap-up. No one can say that Dave Filoni and company didn't bring the goods in this finale. There are so many highlights and things to unpack here, uh, though the biggest takeaway for me is the fact that Sabine and Ahsoka are both looking for Ezra post-Battle of Endor, the implications of which opens up so many exciting possibilities for future animated series and or possible anthology films. All I can say is, uh, boys, is bravo. Bravo to the Rebels creative team and bravo to you both for such a great job with this podcast. Hope you guys will continue the show covering all things Star Wars and Rebels. May the Force be with you. So uh, rest assured, Bob, we are not stopping. Uh, like like you said here, we, we can cover not just animated stuff. I mean, we, sh- we could cover whatever and oh, we'll yeah. see what happens as the year goes on and what comes out. <clears throat> I'm sure we'll talk about plenty of things in Star Wars. But uh yeah, you know, I think that's a lot of things as, as we just talked about Sabine and Ahsoka. Um, certainly, that's what it looks like we could be headed to another. You talk about Star Wars Resistance. We saw that get trademarked or whatever. They saw them by yep. the website. So uh, we'll see how if they can incorporate Ahsoka and Sabine looking for Ezra as part of the Resistance. And we'll see. We'll see what happens, though. But um, yeah. We, we kind of touched on a lot of what, uh, his thoughts here, Mike, but uh, anything else before we hit the next one? No, yeah, I, I think that we've already kind of talked about everything that he brings up in here, but <clears throat> thank you. I know, Bob, you've been you've been with us since yeah, really great. early on in, in Star Wars Rebels, so we appreciate that. So thanks for Definitely. sticking around. Um, yeah. Thank you for the, the, the nice, kind words. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Really appreciate the feedback, too. Uh, the next one is from Ariel Phillip Flores. Mike, you want, to, uh, you want me to take it? You want to take this one? No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, just finished watching uh, Family Reunion and Farewell. Uh, Mike, please don't read yet until you've watched it. Okay, what an ending. So we, I know you've seen it, Mike. Uh, and proper send-off for Rebels. I was on edge throughout the uh, entire episode and for Fool's Hope also. It gives closure for several characters but also leaves you wanting more. Ezra comes for a circle. You begin with a very unsure, selfish, angry kid who becomes a selfless and a leader. When Hera became doubtful and uh, unsure of of her grief, the story comes back to Ezra and we see him rise to the occasion. I was saddened at Gregor's death, although it would have been poetic if Callus died, but I'm happy that it did not end in a suicide mission like Rogue One. I'm ecstatic that uh, Rex is Nick Saint. That's who it was, Nick Saint. Thank you for that, Ariel. Uh, I was more excited to hear Sabine's narration and to see her and Ahsoka together. 
Oh man, what an ending. Some issues, of course. How did Kanan impregnate Hera? What a journey. Mike and Matt, thank you so much for you two and your analysis and thoughts. Looking forward to the next chapter from Dave Filoni. You guys are awesome. Uh, hear from you soon. By the way, Mike, excellent comparison of Christianity and the Force in the last episode. I, too, am Christian and completely understand and agree with your thoughts. Blessings. May the Force be with you. Uh, one more observation. I believe that the Ghost Crew has been responsible for destruction of more Star Destroyers in the universe. Just saying. So you definitely they have taken out hmm. a lot of Star Destroyers. Mike, he mentions um, your... Uh, Something about last episode in Christianity. You want to comment on that? Yeah, no, I, I'm well. I mean, yeah, I just kind of brought it up as sort of a, yeah. a, a bit of a <coughs> sorry, guys, an analogy. I can't. I'm this this cold is rearing its, its head now that I'm almost done this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, <coughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I I'm I'm glad that that uh, that that translated that that came through the way that uh, that I hope that it would. Um, yeah. I just have to say, just because we never saw Kanan and Hera oh, the um, yeah. together doesn't mean that it didn't happen at some point. Yeah, of course. Um, of course yeah, because, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, like, like there's but, a lot of stuff that we don't see in Star Wars. Yeah, but, I think they were obviously yeah. together and, and more so than they actually show it on the show. You know, they're yeah. kind of hiding it from their crew, I think. That's the thing. But, Go right, back yeah. and watch season one and two, and you'll right. see those two characters were in a relationship from before the beginning of this series. Right. Um, but that relationship was was uh, hidden, and it was um, – I think it was a little more one-sided, and I think that that's sort of the evolution of it is that by the end of the series, what you see is, um, is Hera accepting – her actual feelings that the two of them aren't just together because they like each other, but that, that, and you know, like out of convenience of like, Oh, well we're both, you know, we're part of the same team and like same crew, whatever. So it's like sort of just a relationship of convenience. It's like, no, like they genuinely love each other. And I think that Hera kind of needed to be convinced of that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean like we don't need to know the logistics of when exactly it happened. Um, right. but it could have happened at any point from when I, man, when did they kiss on Yavin? Mm-hmm. Right. Was that on Yavin? Well, that was the first time, but like you said, I mean, yeah. Any, he, any he, point from then to, yeah. to the end of the, to, to when Kanan dies, like it could have happened at any point in between. Um, right. we don't see everything that happens. We don't see every single moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, we never saw uh, Anakin and Padme <laughs> get together in that way, and <laughs> right. yet we believe that that at some point they did. Right? It's it's yeah, the same sure. sort of thing. So yeah, definitely. that's not what well, Star yeah. Wars is about. That's not what Star Wars does. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I'll just say too. He he talks about Ezra how he comes for a sur- full circle, and I'll tell you, like not only story wise and his character, but also like visually this. This this series started out with with a young Ezra overlooking Lothal from above his um, like tower house, and this yeah. thing ends with Sabine in yeah. his tower house overlooking. So a nice little code, a nice little symmetry on the end of Perfect. the beginning end of the series. So, um, but I guess that's gonna do it for Star Wars Rebels. Not gonna do it for us, but for Star Wars Rebels, that is it, Mike. You um, mean we don't have a clip for next time? 
<laughs> not quite yet. Nope. We'll wait and see what happens with uh, this new series. That hopefully yeah. we'll get some information on in the next. Hopefully few soon. Hopefully soon. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us on the ride. Of course, uh, you can stay up Great to date ride. with all the latest. Star Wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash rebelspodcast, and on Twitter at rebelspodcast. You can follow myself. I'm at arkwolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F, and Matt is at the crankster. That is crankster with a K. Um, you guys know we're part of the Thunderquack podcast network, thunderquack.com, to check out everything else in the network. And uh, and if you want to support us, you can do that a couple of ways. First, by heading to store.thunderquack.com. <coughs> <laughs> I almost did it. I almost did it. Um, and buy Mike some medicine. In fact, if you go to store.thunderquack.com, you will see that I have finally updated the artwork, and I've actually improved the artwork for both the uh, the Canon shirt and the Phoenix Flame shirt. So those are new and improved. Uh, the Phoenix Flame one in particular, I added some of the same sort of like painted detail that that i have in the canon shirt so um yeah i updated both of those they're no they no longer have the rebels podcast logo now they have the rebel cells logo um so go there pick up some merch you get a t-shirt you can get a cell phone case throw pillows all sorts of different things um i even added some new products while i was in there so um, so yeah, go check that out. Support us there. I, uh, I'm sorry to whoever just bought a Canaan shirt and then I just replaced it now and you know, you're, you're going to get the old one. <laughs> but the thing is that if you've got one of the rebels podcast ones, that's a collector's item. So, uh, yeah, yeah it's like a rocket firing, uh, Boba Fett. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> they're hard to come yeah. by now. Um, yeah, discontinued. Is. So, uh, yeah, uh, the other way to support us is by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack and uh, chipping in over there uh, with your uh, monthly pledge. Um, And you can pledge for as little as a dollar, and a dollar gets you access to the Thunderquack podcast. It gets you access to the Facebook group. Um, And you know what? There's actually going to be some overhauls to the Patreon and to Thunderquack in general in probably about a month or so. Um, Now that Rebels is done, uh, there's some stuff that I got to do. There's some housekeeping and that sort of thing. Um, we'll have some announcements actually coming for Thunderquack in the next week. Actually, like at some point this week as this episode goes uh, goes up. But um, I, I'll have bigger announcements uh, coming up in the near future. We've got some changes coming. So, um, so yeah, stay tuned. Thunderquack.com and uh, Facebook.com slash is it just slash Thunderquack? I always have to check this because I never like I never I uh, promote the <laughs> the Thunderquack Facebook page, but I think it might actually just be Thunderquack. Um, if it's yeah, it is Facebook.com slash Thunderquack. So that's the, that's one of the best ways to follow Thunderquack um, and what we're up to is over there. So I I guess that's it. Yeah. Um, we'll actually be back probably in a couple of weeks. Um, like Matt said, I, I will, we'll be doing like a series retrospective. Um, and you can look forward to some special guests on that. Probably, probably Tim and or Kyle, as well as, uh, uh Jonah Marie, hopefully, uh, popping in to join us and maybe we'll actually grab a few more people. Um, yeah, I, I, so look forward to that just because rebels is done. Doesn't mean that we're going anywhere. We still got lots to talk about we got like i said at the beginning of the episode we've got our um clone wars rewatch 
um, which we're actually going to be calling our uh, Frontlines Special Edition. Uh, mm-hmm. So it'll be, you know, we're going to, I'm going to CG add in uh, Matt to all of the old episodes. <laughs> that's sort Special of the, edition, I like it. Yeah, that's yes. the, that's the idea there. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, yes. and, and we'll be back to talk about solo and all sorts of stuff. So yeah. Um, yeah. don't go anywhere. Rebel Cells will be back very soon with a new episode. Um, and, uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting yes. us all throughout star Wars rebels. Thank you for supporting us since frontline, since, uh, you know, it's almost 10 years now. It's crazy. Um, that there are a few people that they've been there since the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. awesome. Cool. Well, That's it. thank you guys. We will, we'll catch you on the next episode. See you soon.